This is Iron Mike Stedman. And as always, I want to thank you for tuning into my show, The Legendary Dog Whistle Brandon. In this episode of DWB, I'm joined by West Point grad, Army veteran, and Lions Pride alumni, Paul Riley, founder of MidStrong, an online fitness company helping busy men and women in midlife make food, fitness, and function the priority that powers the best years of their lives. I met Paul a few years ago through the Lions Pride and instantly became a fan of his work with MidStrong. I even got him drinking the category design Kool-Aid. And since then, he's been creating the category of health span coaching, which we discuss on the show, along with some of the challenges he's had lately with regards to lead generation. All right, y'all, it's about that time. Gunny, get them ready. Yo, saddle up, lock and load. You're listening to Dog Whistle Branding, brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media and Flawless Acceleration, where we're building the next generation of confident, resilient, and badass entrepreneurs and brands to keep you in the fight and not face down in a rice paddy. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the godfather of Dog Whistle Branding, founder of Ironbound Media, and head of brand at Flawless Acceleration. Before we jump into the show, Make sure you subscribe to our newsletter at the link in the show notes or visit our website, dogwhistlebranding.com to stay up to date on all things DWB and FA. All right, get out your pen and paper and get ready to build a dog whistle brand. Saddle up, lock and load. Paul, my brother, welcome to Dog Whistle Brand. Thank you for having me, Mike. It's, it's a privilege to be with you. I got to tell on myself, y'all, I actually had Paul on the show just after I launched DWB because we're both we were both in the Lions Pride together and I put the filler out. I was like, hey, I'm launching this new podcast series. If anybody would love to come on the show, I would love to host you. Paul said, fuck it, I'll do it. And then he comes (laughs) on the show and we had a great episode, but we had never hung out in person yet. And so I think that next tactical advance, right, we got to hang out in Jackson Hole. We were like midshipmen all over again. Well, I'm a midshipman. He's a cadet. We were in, don't ask me how, but we ended up at like Waffle House at like three o'clock in the morning, right? It was crazy. We bonded. But I was like, man, Paul, I got to get you back on the show now because it's just different when you connect with people in person. You feel like you have that rapport and that relationship as opposed to the first time we're just trying to get to know each other. And that's great for some people. But I just felt like after that conversation, I felt so much more connected with you. And then I even worked with Paul for about three months on my nutrition. So, man, I still have to say, energized to have you on the show, bro. Well, thank you, sir. It's good to be here. You know, and, and I had, I've gained so much in that time since that first episode, just knowing you and, and learning from you, Mike. And so I feel like in terms of, you know, wh- what I have to say about my my brand or the category that we've carved out for ourselves is so much sharper and better packaged and thought through than, it, you know, it was three years ago when we first talked. So I'm about to put Paul on the spot here because he doesn't know this. So we launched Flawless Acceleration, okay? Paul, I'm launching a podcast for Flawless Acceleration also. So I want to double up. Not today, but I want to get you on that podcast too because Paul is a badass, okay? And one of the things that we focus on at Flawless is not just winning in business, making sure we're taking care of ourselves mentally, physically, spiritually, and then also accomplishing goals outside of business. So right now, this might not stay as a framework, y'all. We're still making sausage, all right? But you think about, what is it? Business, all right? Human performance and self-optimization, all right? The reason I'm excited to have Paul on here too is because, you know, outside of Dog Whistle Branding, you know, and the work I do with Ironbound Media, building Dog Whistle Brands, 
you know, I'm a coach with flawless, right? And so a lot of, I was just telling Paul, a lot of my coaches, I mean, a lot of my clients, right? They struggle with sleeping. They struggle with working out. Paul is a ninja at really getting, what do we call them? High performers, Paul? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks, Mike. appreciate that. And it's all interwoven, as we know, right? So when you're, as Bill, our sort of Obi-Wan Kenobi often says, you know, if you win in business but fail at life or fail with your family, then what's the point of it? So the, the, the interconnectedness and interdependency of our physical, mental, spiritual health on our, you know, on and in our business is just, you know, inescapable. So bring our listeners up to speed on real briefly your background and talk to us about MidStrong. Cool. So Paul Riley, I am the founder of MidStrong. We've been in business as MidStrong six years now. Prior to that, we were operated under a, a different name. And before I went into business in on my own in 2012, I, I spent 20 years working in the medical device industry as a sales and marketing guy. And then prior to that, I was active duty in the Army. I was a combat engineer. I'm a graduate of West Point, class of 1989. While I was at West Point, I played what's now called sprint football, the 150s, and hurt my knee. So I got a season in there and then had an ACL reconstruction, shifted and played rugby, played a season of rugby, blew out the knee again, and ultimately ended on a team called the Strength Team, which is a bunch of basically gym rats who liked lifting and I loved time, time in the weight room. And we worked with the professional strength coaching staff to train the, we call called core squad athletes. So the football players, and then I worked also with the cross team and the wrestling team. And that kind of sparked in me this, this interest in strength development and human performance and fitness that has been an enduring interest since, you know, I guess since I was 20 years old. And then as I was leaving the medical device industry, I, I had always known that I wanted to do something on my own and, and start a business and be a founder, but I kind of didn't really know what. And, you know, I actually did this sort of cliche thing of writing down the things I, you know, that I was passionate about and really near the top was fitness and, and strength training. And so that evolved into what, what became MidStrong. Um, when I first launched MidStrong, the brand was only online. So we had a, we did have a, and do have a bricks and mortar business in Massachusetts that's sort of a boutique gym. We call it a health span lab, but it was operating in a different name. And I launched MidStrong as a brand that was focused on people in midlife who are looking to build muscle, build strength, get leaner, and just get healthier. And, and I launched it online because it's basically, you know, the scalability of it is limitless. And then in 2000, I think it was 18, we moved to a new location locally and we rebranded the entire business under MidStrong. And it's been gangbuster since. Rocking and rolling, baby. So I got Paul to drink the story design Kool-Aid, right? Put him on my man, Amen. Chris Lockhead. He started listening to the yeah. podcast and his, his mind started tingling, coming up with all these crazy ideas. What is your category of MidStrong, Paul? We call it HealthSpan Coaching, Mike. And you're absolutely right. It was like a lightning bolt. We were at one of the tactical advances, the Lions Pride uh, meetings, and it was in... Uh, Victor Idaho at Bill's Ranch and Chris Lockhead came on as a guest speaker and I just was, you know, mouth agape. It was the, it was the sort of missing link that I had been looking for in terms of how to categorize my business. And it was funny, MidStrong had always felt different and I, and I always sort of struggled to describe how it was different and why it was different. And it wasn't just the, 
the niche that we were focused on, yeah, our, our target demographic are men and women who are really busy with life in their 40s and 50s. And so that was that always felt a little different, but it wasn't quite, you know, defined enough. And, and it was just, hey, I'm just another kind of trainer with a slightly narrower niche. And, and I was like, you know, that's a recipe for kind of just floundering because very honestly, the world doesn't need more trainers or nutrition coaches or whatever. There's, there's ample of us. And so the, as I dug in and I, and I read Chris Lockhead's books and started following his podcast and learning from you, what began to crystallize is this notion of health span coaching. That is what we really do. And it's this holistic approach. So for those of you who aren't really familiar with HealthSpan or the concept of HealthSpan, HealthSpan is the time in our lives that we get or our time that we get in our lifespan to enjoy our fully functional cognitive and physical abilities. You know, essentially what happens to most of us is we drastically outlive our health span. You know, as we're in our 40s and 50s, we are making choices and, you know, sadly, we have to live with those choices. And unfortunately, Many of us live with those way past the extent of our life, our health span. I'm sorry. And the, the, it's kind of a horror story when you get into your marginal decade, whether that's in your 70s, 80s, or 90s, your quality of life is non-existent. And the, the worst part about it is most of that is based on self-inflicted injury that we incur from choices we're making in our 30s, 40s, and 50s. So we sort of recrafted MidStrong to help people overcome busyness, sort of get past the seductiveness of comfort and start making better choices that are you know, going to lead to optimal health span. So, you know, that's kind of our purpose. When we were at the TA, Paul had a badass slide. I mean, he was up all night working on it, like a little, like a plebe at the Naval Academy. He's got his paper due tomorrow. He was up at like three o'clock in the morning putting this slide together. <laughs> Y'all, I'm telling you, it's badass. And when he talks about like that health span, like one thing I took away from you was the importance of still lifting weights. Because as we get older, I turned 36 yesterday, your muscles start to deteriorate, right? You're no longer yeah. like you were in 20, 23, et cetera, right? right? And then you get to 50 and the same thing. So like, what are the things that you're doing now where you're basically planting the seeds that you're gonna be able to benefit from later when you're 80 and 90? And like one of the guys I follow is, I forgot the guy's name from Mountain Athlete or Mountain Tactical, right? And his whole yeah. nutrition protocol, and he gives right. you certain leeways when you're in your 30s, but when you're 40, he's like, you got to cut some of this stuff out because now it's getting a lot more serious. So I, that's what I think of when you start talking about health span, span coaching. Now, what issues have you run, run into introducing this new category into the ether? Yeah, we've talked about this, Mike. And this is probably, I'm going to guess this is a common experience for any category designer, right? You're, you're starting to you're introducing a concept that's new to the world, right? And some people are kind of like, you know, they're, they're not even sure they're looking for what you have yet. <laughs> you know, they might be looking for a personal trainer because they feel like they need to lose weight. And then, you know, if I'm lucky enough that they find me or we get connected in some way and I explain what health span coaching is, it's amazing the little light bulb that goes off and they're like, hey, I thought I needed to lose weight. What I really need is to, is to optimize my health span. I need to, you know, preserve and build muscle. I need to, yes, get leaner. I need to improve my sleep. I need to modulate and moderate my stress and all those kind of things that, that go into essentially optimal health span. But they may find me or 
are, are searching for something that we don't use the terminology anymore, you know, personal trainers, mainly because there's a, you know, there's a red ocean of personal trainers in the world. There are countless of us. So, so that's been a, that's been a tricky thing. So as we've introduced health span uh, coaching in some respects, it's almost hurt our search results because people are looking for, you know, they're not looking for health span coaching yet. They don't, they're not even familiar with the term possibly. And so there's a constant evangelism that has to happen. And, you know, and as Chris Lockhead will tell you, you have to evangelize the problem. And in many respects, the problem that my ideal customer is faced with is, yeah, their health is deteriorating, but mostly their problem, Mike, is that they're too busy. Like busyness just overwhelms their every aspect of their lives. You know, if they're in their 40s and 50s, they're at their peak of their earning power. So they're really busy with work. They're probably at the sort of apex of busyness with their families. If they have children and their parents are starting to age and they're starting to have to take care of their parents. So there's that extra, you know, not such the nuclear family concerns. There's the larger family concerns. So they're, they have precious little time to devote to taking care of themselves. And we've tried to create MidStrong or, or help MidStrong help them to make food, fitness, and function the priority that powers the best years of their life. Because honestly, this time in our life really should be the best years of our life. We put away a lot of money, so we're not like poor and penniless when we were in our 20s. You know, we're, we, we've got some wisdom on our belt, so we kind of know about life. We, we, you know, we've, you know we, we feel better about ourselves as people for the most part. Uh, we don't have many of the insecurities that used to plague us, but yet we're so freaking busy we're not leaving time and preserving time in our schedules to take care of the things that are really most important. And, you know, and that's really, you know, an investment in ourselves. So we help our members to sort of get past that busyness and to make this food, fitness and function a priority. And we do believe it does power the best years of life and that can happen at any age. So I discovered category design in 2020 when I read Play Bigger. How, by Chris Lockhead, Eddie Yoon, who I just had on the podcast, et cetera. I was so energized by the book. I tweeted Chris on Twitter. He gave me his number. He called me. And we've been attached at the hip ever since. Stayed at his house and everything. All right. reason I bring this up was when I first started introducing category design to the Lions Pride and to the veteran entrepreneurial ecosystem as a whole, I was still in the early days of my own practice and understanding of it. And so I still had to say if I've grown a lot since then. And one of the things I've come to realize, and I profess, category design is, is the way to go, all right? But depending on who you are, it looks a little bit different, okay? Because remember, you got three options. Number one, you can go head-to-head, trying to out-tiff Tiffany's or out-coat Coca-Cola. Number two, you can niche down in an existing market with strong demand, i.e. personal trainers for overweight Marines in Newark, New Jersey, all right? And then option number three, you introduce this new category altogether. Guys like us, Paul, I think we're two and three, right? So when I think about dog whistle branding, it's still suggestive, Mm -hmm. right? It's not like I just created a new word out of thin air and we're like, hey, this is a new thing, all right? But so what I'm going to talk about, what I learned. When we're introducing a new category, we got two wars that got to get fought. We got the air war and we got the ground war, okay? The air war is that you know, evangelizing, it's the podcast, and it's the writing, it's creating demand. Because right now, no one is searching for health span coaching. So what do we got to do to make it a searchable term, right? Simultaneously, we got to kick in doors and ground and pound, right? So 
one of the things I learned is as you're introducing this new category, you need to emphasize the functional benefit of what you do in the interim. All right. So let's use flawless acceleration as an example. Our category is acceleration coaching. But I knew yeah. if I lead it with acceleration coaching, people would have no idea what the hell we're talking about. So right. although our one liner is you don't need any more bullshit business advice, you need an acceleration coach. OK, I still make it plain on what we do. Right. We provide accountability, you know, battle rhythm, dot, 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 to help you and your team win in business. Right. So we focus on that. So you it's very suggestive. Right. You get it. And then I start detailing it. And then I wrote a POV about acceleration coaching and why we're going with this term. But make no mistake to get that initial foothold. Right. It's about the business. Right. Say, yeah. hey, this is our expertise. So for you, I would make it plain with just what you said. Food, fitness and function. Right. Have a really tight one liner and lead with that. And at the in the back, you're building accelerate. I mean, you're building health span coaching. You're building health span coaching. So you don't necessarily have it on all your forward-facing docs. You might reference it, but what you do is reference your functional benefit until you become synonymous with it. And then at a certain point, you're fighting that air war, fighting that air war, boom. So now it becomes synonymous, right? And then that's where you really start to benefit from it. And I'll tell you, man, when I started Dog Whistle Branding, people looked at me like I was crazy. Like, what is this? Da -da -da. Now the inbound's yeah. coming in. They're listening to the podcast. People are like, yo, Mike, I need a dog whistle. You know, they start using your language, but you just got to work it, man. You got to work it. You got to work it. So I tell people when you're just starting out, you need revenue. When you ever trying to get revenue early on, yo, don't make it confusing for people. Make it easy. But the fact that you know about category and you're consciously making decisions to build that category, you're going to set yourself up for success. Mike, it's so interesting you bring that up. You know, we talked about this a couple of months ago when you were very nice to to give me some of your one-on-one -on -one time and very generous of you. So, and that was exactly the finding, like that was my outcomes. I had kind of gotten real, real high in the air war, you know, with the sort of B-52s, B-1 stealth bombers and stuff. And I, you know, was neglecting the infantry on the ground. And so we, we did sort of a readjust the, the messaging a little bit. Like we used to say, Hey, you know, we help busy men and women in midlife to get stronger, look leaner and feel better than they had in decades. And, you know, the sort of get stronger, look leaner and feel better. I was like, well, why did I go away with that? Like, that's what people are generally looking for. You know, they want to lose weight. They want to get stronger, whatever. So food, fitness, function. And so we've got, we've reintroduced that into our languaging again to basically, you know, we're not, it's not like we've forgotten all about health span coaching, but if you're pursuing looking leaner, feeling stronger and feeling better, you're going to have, you know, it's going to lead to better health span. So yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, combined arms type of an approach for sure. It's hard, man. As a business owner, right? We got 10,000 things we got to do. We got to get paperwork signed. You know, we got to manage teams. We got to drive revenue. I call it death by yeah. a thousand cuts. And then all of a sudden Iron Mike's like, man, you need to build this category out. Right. But the thing is, there's so much competition out there that competition is for suckers. Right. And Eddie said it when he was on, he said, strategy can be broken down to really three choices. You can try to win where you're trying to knock off that category king. You can try to compete, which a lot of people do, right? Where the cheaper, better, yada, yada, yada. Or you yeah. can just be different. And so the yeah. category is the opportunity to be different. But I just want to emphasize to people, this is not a small feat. You literally have to commit. 
I'm three years in the DWB to seeing the flywheel really start spinning, to see that authority. So a lot of y'all see me on social. They're like, man, how's Mike getting all these speaking engagements, right? I've been literally doing the same thing. But I think when I wrote that book, Paul, I think that was an extra little nudge. And I introduced that category of black bread and entrepreneur into the ecosystem. It's not like I'm the first black bread and entrepreneur. I was just the first one to kind of package it all together, give it a point of view and evangelize it with the book. Mike, you said something maybe a month ago that, that really resonated with me because you, you had said that three or four years ago, maybe right in the middle of the pandemic, you had a dream that you wanted to be a thought leader in this space. And, you know, you maybe scuffled for a little while because you sort of weren't, you, you maybe you weren't doing the activities or taking the actions to become a thought leader. And then you just sort of woke up and said, all right, well, if I want to be a thought leader, I have to do these things. Yeah. And, and some of those things are not sexy. Some of those things are like just grinding, tedious, hard freaking work. And, but yet you've done it. And now you are in some ways, sort of the poster boy for black veteran entrepreneur. And you are a thought leader getting asked to speak and, you know, and share your thoughts and be the leader that you, you know, are and were born to be. So that, you know, that's comment like really resonated with me. And then there was another time you were coaching me and you said, well, we were in one of the Alliance Pride calls and you made another comment. You were like, hey, this prospecting stuff is not sexy, but it's a necessary process. And, and so I had gotten kind of exasperated with the lack of traction I was getting, you know, doing the tedium of, you know, trying to connect with people on LinkedIn and, and forging relationships with people who are my perfect customer in theory, but they, they don't know who I am. And I'm reaching out just randomly. And, uh, and then, you know, I just was like, all right, I doubled down. So now I spend an hour a day doing that. And, uh, you know, when I score myself, how many people have I reached out to? How many conversations have I had? So it's that kind of like, you know, you have this vision, you know, this dream of, for yourself and your business and where you want to go. But man, it takes a lot of grind yeah. to, some, to get it there. And then what's really cool is gratifying for you is now that you see that flywheel starting to spin. So. I know what I said. I didn't say thought leader because I think thought leaders for bullshit. I remember what I said. Okay. I said, everybody wants to be a thought leader. Oh, yeah. How about you write a hundred fucking articles on a topic, right? Or how about you record a thousand podcasts, right? Everyone loves the idea of a thought leader, thought leadership, but they don't want to do the work. And really what it is, you want to be known for an idea. You want to be known for a way of thinking that challenges the status quo. And what I like about you brought up was my next segue. Paul was in our customer activation cycle track that we had before we shut the Lions Pride down. And rolled over into Floss Acceleration. So for six weeks, we had a group of business owners in there, all focused on Legion, all focused on Legion. When I first got a hold of Bill, I sucked at Legion. Spraying and praying, Paul. You know how you check your email? And you get up on Monday, you check your email, you send out a bunch of stuff, and then you wait anxiously to hear nothing back. And it's all quiet on the Western front. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, nothing. Right? I sucked at it. Working with Bill, I learned how to hunt. That's what we call it. We call it hunting. And I also call it, I call it kicking up dirt. That's what I tell my team. And you got to work it. And it ain't sexy. You know, everybody loves to automate stuff, yada, yada, yada. Man, you got to lean in. You know, you got to connect calls, your phone, your, you know, you're just, you're fucking working it, man. You're working it. It's not a passive thing. And I know people sell this, but I'm not as confident, Paul, 
Because when I talked, you know, you're in TLP. I mean, you were in TLP. What was everybody struggling mm-hmm. with? Leads, revenue. People have been in business yeah. for like 20 years, 30 years, the same stuff. So I realized that I think a lot of what's hawked out there socially is an aspirational identity. You know, oh, be yeah. like this, where you just got this automation. And then people get caught up in that instead of doing the grunt work, like going to the gym. You know, when you're training for a marathon, it's not sexy. Put your headphones in, you get out there, you run your miles. Rain, sleet, hell, or snow, you run your miles. It's the same thing with lead gen. So you sit there and you work it and you work it and you work it. And all of a sudden, you start kicking up dirt. Emails start coming in. Phones start coming in. I mean, phone calls start happening. LinkedIn starts pinging. So what I tell people is have active conversations going. You should be having like 20 active conversations going with potential prospects. And if you're not, that means you're slacking. Yeah, that message absolutely landed with me, Mike. And and so it was a sort of rededication for me. I was like, all right, you know, here we go. And the medium is whether it's LinkedIn or some other, you know, I'm spending, I'm devoting at least an hour every day to that effort. And you think, okay, well, that's seven hours a week. All right, I take Sunday off. Let's make it six hours a week. Uh, you know, and you add that up over a year and that's, that's a crap load of freaking hours. And, and it wasn't going to happen unless I did it. You know, these people aren't going to magically find me and go, oh, that's what I need. Health span coaching. And Paul's my guy. You know, I have to basically lead the, the effort. So when you think about your perfect customer, I know you said before we move in the same pack, but I like to focus on like, what is the particular problem that they're looking for? So when you start talking they're like, take my money. And before you and I talked about the old crusty goat, right? Like the the, yeah. the grad that like used to work out. Now he looks at himself in the mirror, feels like a bag of potato chips, right? He doesn't even want yeah. to take his shirt off. He keeps his shirt on when he when he or she goes to the pool. And I said, man, we should we should poke fun at that. We should make it like tongue in cheek and get people's attention. Yeah, that, no doubt. You know, I think well, and especially because you got a good sense of humor with those things, and you're. Your sort of drawings and stuff are all kind of to speak to that. But yeah, you know, you know, we, we want to be able to help any of the guys that, that we, we can. But, you know, there are some that are tough to reach. And those are the ones that just won't, won't make this themselves a priority. So I kind of know in some respects, like who raw off the bat, like who isn't going to be my perfect customer and who's going to have trouble with this. So it's funny, like a lot of guys that I've found who have come to me late, late, you know, lately are pretty banged up. You know, they're old warriors, they're crusty old goats, you know, with combat wounds, with PTSD, with, uh, you know, 20, 25 years of time serving, or they, they did their service in, you know, in their business or in the corporate world. And they're kind of beat up from 20 years of business travel and overindulgence and so forth. So, but they all have this aspiration to, to get stronger, look leaner, feel better. And what's really fascinating is this, this connection that I've had with many of them about doing outdoor adventures. And I, you know, we talked about it just a little while ago, you know, I just got back from uh, rim to rim to rim hike in the Grand Canyon and it was really freaking hard. And, uh, you know, I had a group of guys who were, most of whom were my sort of perfect customer and four of whom were West Point grads. And they ranged in age from, you know, a teenager all the way up to somebody who's almost 70. And, uh, and we, it was really fascinating, the exhilaration, the elation we felt 
at putting the hard work that we do in the gym or, you know, with our nutrition or trying to sleep better or whatever, and then seeing it pay off doing something that's really freaking hard and, and loving it, you know? So, I mean, you're, you're a Marine, you've been through unbelievable training, been a ranger school, you know, that stuff is hard, not fun. We want to do the hard and fun stuff that, that feels a little bit like it. But uh, anyway, so there's been this attraction now of, of service academy grads who aspire to do that stuff, but just haven't been able to do it because they've let their, their physicality decline, you know, over 20 years of either, you know, military service or 20 years of business travel or whatever it's been. Can I share some advice, some feedback? You mind if I share something? Here's what I know about Paul Riley. He's got a shirt on right now that says lift heavy shit. Right? He's fucking badass. He likes drinking beer. I'm rocking a Harlem Hop shirt. As soon as he saw it, he lit up. Right? He loves the outdoors. Right? So just like you said, like, yeah, some people go to the gym, but they're doing it because they got a boxing match or something coming up. and They don't want to get knocked out. Your clientele, not so much. Maybe they have that hiking trip, that camping trip that they want to do with their son and they need to do some prep work getting ahead of it, right? I think your brand is that packaged together, right? Like you got weights and you're moving, lift heavy shit stuff, but maybe start talking about your favorite IPAs too, you know? Like package it all (laughs) together because it's different, right? So part of what, like even when I was looking at the branding for Flaws Acceleration, I looked up and I looked up EOS, I looked up Budget Coach, I looked up scaling up all the traditional old timer, whatever, you know, circle yeah. jerkers, right? You know, they wear the little blazer and name tag. Nobody gets real. And I said, look, if we showed up to market like that, we're going to get slaughtered because we're just a shittier version of all those. But if we show up and it's just my personality, right? Like, um, you know, I'm bearded. I wear a fitted hat 99% of the time, T-shirt and hoodie. I need to have a coaching organization coaching organization. I can show up to and be my authentic self, right? It would right. look out of whack if I showed up at strategic coach or something in a hoodie and a fitted, yeah. right? Probably right. didn't mesh. Far acceleration, we can get it, right? People are already <laughs> asking for swag, all right? So I right. say that yeah. is the branding automatically looks different from everything else that's out there. For you, there's a lot of fitness dudes on Instagram and on social media talking about you know how to live a healthier, happier life. Ain't too many guys out there giving IPA reviews, you know, and then moving weights. So that's what we talk about when we talk about brand, right? It's not necessarily just like, oh, you know, fitness or branding or whatever. It's like, dude, what do you want to be known for? For you, it ain't just the gym, right? It's that lifespan, that health span, right? We can go hike, drink a beer with the old man, you know, be in the gym on Monday morning, right? So I will look for opportunities like that and test it. And guess what? It's not tongue in cheek because it's actually you. You drink beer. You go to breweries, right? Invite people into the store um, and into the story. The mid-strong story, the health span story is you, right? And we're like, God dang, man, I want to hang out with Paul. And then the brand is an extension of that, okay? And so what we do got to do is we have to create a clear brand identity for mid-strong. That way it can operate independently of you but early on you're still part of that story so that's what i would do man you know like i wouldn't even we got enough workout videos right let's start talking about some ipas let's talk about the hiking yo here's a good trail 
You know, what do you put in your pack when you go eat? You know, all that kind of stuff. What's the worst that can happen, right? On a one end of the spectrum, we get a bunch of new leads. Not, we just test something else. Yeah, I love that, Mike. Yeah, and and so in in many ways, that's kind of like the original thought genesis of, or you know, the germ that gave birth to, you know, germinated or whatever. So this, we, you know, I wanted to create a company that allows people to do all the stuff they love to do with the people they love for as long as they live. And, you know, I love, as you noted, I love some IPAs and I wanted our coaching to be very realistic. So you're never going to see me training with my shirt off because I don't have a six pack because I don't give a shit about six packs. They're freaking aesthetic, nonsensical, dumb things, right? But I can lift some heavy shit and I can hike across the Grand Canyon and back with 50 pounds in a ruck and feel fucking awesome afterwards. That's what I want to help other, you know, men and women to, to be able to do. And, you know, if so, if, if somebody's looking for a personal trainer who's going to get them a six pack and get them real cut and chiseled and ready for some sort of, I don't know, whatever, you know, that's that, that really isn't me. Like, I mean, I could do that stuff, but that's not really what I'm into. That's not why I found this. And we want this to be realistic. You know, we had to live a life that's a real life. You know, we can't just eat freaking bro- broccoli and broil- boiled chicken and drink seltzer water for the rest of our lives. I mean, I guess you can, but that's not a life I want to lead. So, you know, we got to enjoy it. And I think a big part of health span is having these other outlets that you enjoy that are realistic things that you can sustain for the rest of your life that make you happy. And you do it with the people you love. So, yeah, that's Julie and I. We go, we, we lift a bunch of heavy shit. We go on long hikes and then we go to breweries. When I met Paul, man, I would, a few weeks ago, was it a few months ago, I sent you the Chell Sonnen where he's like six packs are for crack addicts and teenagers, right? It's very, polar, right, yeah. it's very polarizing, yeah. right? Yeah, it's totally. either going to repel you or say, hell yeah, I agree. Yeah. Everything you just said, like, I want to see that in mid-strong Brandon. Like, you know what? If you want, if you care about a six-pack more than about, you know, going to your kid's graduation, right, we probably have the one for you. There's enough yeah. six-pack people hawking that stuff on just, YouTube videos and stuff, and this right. is an opportunity to position yourself that's all we're talking about. How do we position ourselves in the mind of our perfect customer without have them having to position us? Because right. if you're lazy with it, they're going to be like, oh, well, you're kind of like a personal trainer or nothing. Instead of, no, you position yourself early on. One of the things yeah, that, amen. One of the things we had a conundrum, and this is lessons learned. Paul, tell everybody about your website, how you caught it, and how you're fixing it. Yeah, so with the... Going through the whole category design analysis and thought process and and then sort of reboot, reboot of the brand, this was mostly last summer, uh, and, I, and it led me to, to the desire to like update the website, right? And I had this kind of like amateurishly, you know, packed together website that was on WordPress and it was doing an okay job. You know, we were getting some organic reach and organic search results and leads and so forth. But I felt like, hey, it needs to get polished up and repackaged, right? So we go and invest in a new website that looks really nice and helps in a lot of ways to to tell our health span coaching category design story. Um, But in the process of moving from the old one to the new one, we didn't migrate any of the search engine optimization 
and essentially we disappeared from the internet. And so if somebody were to, you know, we weren't talking, we were talking earlier about, you know, nobody's Googling health span coaching. They might be Googling personal trainer near me or gym near me. And we were, we weren't even showing up on maps or anything. So I had this really sort of beautiful brochure, electronic brochure that was out there on the internet, but nobody could find it unless I was directing them to that. And, and it took me a few months really to even discover it because, you know, I wasn't monitoring it. I wasn't looking at my, you know, page results and that kind of web results, search results. So, and then after finding, obviously I was very discouraged and like, oh my God, what happened? How did this happen? And then thankfully there are a lot of resources available to figure out what happened and then, and then how to fix it. And it is a, another laborious and tedious process of going back and trying to repair the, the lost SEO results, but it can be done. And I've, you know, you, you talk to the certain experts like Emmanuel uh, and Trevor Shirk, who are friends from the Lions Pride, who are, are really knowledgeable on that. And they gave me their time and expertise and it really started to help me fix that. But that's just another thing. Like you talked about the death by a thousand cuts that kind of distracts you a little bit from that main effort, you know, go get customers. It's a, it's a tangential effort, right? I need to have good SEO so they'll find me organically, but it just takes time. And then that's the thing we, you know, as entrepreneurs and business owners, we have precious little of. So what this is, you know, I'm using military lingo after action, say, what advice do you have for our listeners? What can they learn from your experience with that? The website transition? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess a few things. I, I knew nothing about this stuff, you know, so this is entirely in my zone of incompetence. And, and I did nothing to educate myself prior to doing this. I just put my trust in the hands of the agency that was doing the design. And I assumed that, you know, they had the expertise and the, and the knowledge to make sure that, you know, what happened wouldn't have happened. So, yeah, so there's some clearly due diligence on my end that was lacking. And, uh, you know, so that would be the first thing. The second thing was, hey, sometimes, you know, I was sort of fixing it when it ain't broke. You know, I had a website that it, it may not have been the beautiful brochure that it became, but it was a functional, adequate website that was generating some, you know, a, a, I guess, relatively modest organic search results. And I went and, you know, fixed what ain't broke and then end up with something that was decidedly broke. So I tell, I told Paul, man, sometimes some of this stuff is just the cost of doing business. For all we know, you had to learn this lesson now for something that's going to happen five years from now, an opportunity. And we're like, oh, I've yeah. already been that way. I'm going to do the exact yeah. opposite, man. But I appreciate you debriefing this for us because this is the power of having a community and a tribe. Okay. So now when we're doing things, whether it's a website, branding, what else, Paul? Yeah, I'm trying to get a workout. I'm about to try this new diet. Yo, hit up Paul first. Get a conversation going. There's no reason you got to risk it, right? Because we can just leverage each other's knowledge, expertise, and experience, man. So I appreciate you debriefing us on that. You've given yeah, us your sure. time. I've already said I'm going to be throwing you some leads through Flawless. How can this community of veteran entrepreneurs from all over the country, all over the world, support you and your vision with MidStrong? and introducing health span coaching into the ecosystem. Well, thanks, Mike. Hey, the first thing I'd say is for my mission is I really, really pray that all of you can take stock of what's going on in your life 
and recognize the busyness in your life that is holding you back from becoming the person you were sort of meant to be. And I really encourage you, exhort you, admonish you in every possible way to begin to make your the investment you put of time in yourself a priority, okay? And then when you prioritize that, when you prioritize your food, your fitness, and your function, it spills over into every aspect of your life. So you're going to be a better business owner. You're going to be a better father or mother, sister, brother, friend, coworker, boss, whatever role or hat you play, you're going to do it exponentially better because of the investment that you're making in yourself. And so what I really, really want everybody to do is look at their calendar. We all have 168 hours in a week. How are you going to use them? Can you not set aside at least three hours every week and religiously guard those hours from all the distractions and intrusions that are come out, going to come at it and invest in your health and your health span. So that's the very first thing I'd ask everybody to sort of take stock of. Okay. I would dearly love that if anybody felt, you know, moved or felt like the message of health span coaching resonated with them, they could follow us on social media, on Instagram, we're at MidStrong and on Facebook, we're Facebook slash MidStronger and on LinkedIn, MidStrong. So you can find us in any one of those. If you wanted to email me to reach out to me directly, you could either do that through any of those channels or you could just email me at paul at midstrong.com. Midstrong's one word. You can see it there, those little hyphenated things or whatever. Those That's not in the midstrong.com. It's just the letters. So um, yeah, and I, and I want to be a resource to anybody. So whether you actually ever become one of our members or customers or not, I'm happy to, to meet and speak with you and help map a journey for you that help that leads to you feeling better, looking leaner and getting stronger than you have in decades. My man, I'll be sure to include a link in the show notes to all things MidStrong. In the interim, stand by for warning order, right? We're launching a Flawless Acceleration podcast. We'll be focusing on business, human performance, and self-optimization. I'm going to tee you up on that to go some more into health span coaching for our tribe at Flawless. And also, we got to get this chat going on wellness. We need our, our w- w- we had a fitness channel, didn't we? What was the channel called? We, yeah, I think it was Lion, Lions Wellness or something. Yeah, yeah Lion like, Wellness. Well, the slack's gone now, so we got to do it on the other thing. Though. Yeah, we I need a channel for human performance. So we can start putting workouts in. Paul is always yeah. in my head, right? He's in my head from, <laughs> yo, when you're trying to lean out, you got to pull back on some of the alcohol, right? Because you get a lot of excess calories through the beverages on the weekends. The, and it's yes, but it's okay to drink like two or three beers on the weekend, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Right. The other thing I think right. about is moving weight. So I got my butt up at six o'clock this morning, got in the gym. Here's something I didn't talk to you about that I did want to. I'm gonna be vulnerable, y'all. As a coach, right? I feel an obligation to show up my best self, especially when the people I'm working with, the clients, they're trying to show up their best selves as well, which is why they hired us, right? So I've never, I've never been one of those guys that can tell people you need to get a good night's sleep, you need to work out, you need to do all these things if I ain't doing it myself, right? Mm-hmm. So now that I'm feeling that pressure to deliver for my coaching clients, right, I hear that voice in the back of my head too, and it's keeping me even more accountable. And I told Bill this, I was like, this is what I'm really thankful for, to be able to partner with Bill on this because he can keep us sharp on that stuff, right? You as well, Yeah. you know? Do you, does that make Amen. sense? Yeah, absolutely, brother. You know, and, and I feel that same 
responsibility as a coach myself, you know, and I'm in this physical space, right? So I feel the need to walk the talk, you know, and, and, and try to be at my very best, you know, throughout the days and weeks. And you mentioned it, it starts with your sleep, sleep, right? There's no more performance, no more powerful lever for your performance than getting sufficient and abundant sleep. And then, you know, the thing, if you can let me pontificate for a little bit, yeah, food, right? So food for most people is a problem in their lives and it doesn't have to be right. So food can be like sleep, a performance enhancer, and it really ought to be. And so we, when we change our mindset from food being something that basically trips us up, that gives us anxiety, that causes guilt in our lives, that is deteriorating our health. And we flip that and we say, hey, the things I put into my body should be things that basically accelerate my performance in every aspect. They should help me sleep better. They should help me lose weight, look leaner. They should help me to get stronger and be more focused and all those things. So food and then, you know, the activity and exercise, we all know that, you know, you don't, you don't need to hear me continue to reinforce that. But part of that fitness has to be lifting heavy shit. You have to do resistance training. Cardio isn't going to get it done. And likewise, strength training alone is not going to get it done. You have to take a holistic approach to that as well. So the, the value of zone two training or sort of moderate aerobic training is just so profound in terms of our overall holistic health and, and health span. So that was my soapbox. No, it's not a soapbox. I got four things here. Sleep. So sleep, nutrition, fitness, and mindfulness as that human performance yeah. protocol with the exclamation mark on the strength training. And here's what I've even found about myself, right? I call it first victory, right? That first victory in the morning, right? And it doesn't yeah. have to be super elaborate, but getting in there, doing my three, five, three by five squats, doing my three by five bench press or, or, sh or shoulder press or deadlifts, et cetera, doing that two to three times a week. Oh man, I feel like I can conquer the world, you know? And Absolutely. for my cardio, I tend to do boxing. I need to get back into a little bit of running, but like I feel it, you know, and I feel when I'm off yeah. and I, I feel like we got to show up, man. That's one thing about all our platforms. You will never see me pretend to be something that I'm not. Right. I'm not a guru yeah. on branding or coaching or nothing. I'm just sharing and I'm teaching. But I want y'all to know that like this is top of my mind because three out of my four clients, Paul, all need help with this human performance protocol. Because they're pouring into their businesses, but they're not taking care of themselves. And so I got to make sure that I'm on point. And so we can dive some more into that on the FA podcast, man. But I appreciate you. Y'all, let's elevate mid-strong. Y'all know someone. Sim Nepal. Let's keep building. Until next time, peace, love. Have a great rest of your week. Dog Whistle Branding is brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media, where we blend strategy, storytelling, and podcasting to transform veteran-led brands into dog whistles for your perfect customer. We believe that audio is the future of publishing, and we're committed to leading the movement for the veteran entrepreneurial community. You can learn more by visiting our website, ironboundmedia.com. This series is powered by Flawless Acceleration, a new type of coaching organization blending the old school with the new school by providing one-on-one -on -one and group acceleration coaching to help you and your team win in business. We're not here to wear name tags, drink stale coffee, and sit in conference rooms telling each other how great we all are. You can do that at your chamber of commerce or some other networking group. We're here to fucking coach. We're proud to support veteran 
and other badass-owned businesses at every stage of growth. You can learn more and get more at FlawlessAcceleration.com. 